You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have. But without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition. Jay Barker Show live from ABX Audio Video Excellence with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. we got Tim Brander. He'll be joining us coming at the bottom of this hour at 1230. So look forward to spending time with Tim as we do each week. Get his thoughts on Alabama, a tough loss to Tennessee, 52-49, to 49, and uh, also some of the other big uh, games around the country, some of the ones that he called as well coming up uh, from this past weekend and what he'll be doing uh, this weekend as well. Uh, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. The food, the drinks, the fun with coworkers, family, or friends. We call it the bowling of this generation. A great place to tailgate before or after those UAB games or any type of events at Protective Stadium. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham today. We're also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Man, fall has arrived, guys. Uh, what a beautiful morning, but man, chilly this morning. It's going to be a beautiful day and a beautiful next few days. Should be a beautiful weekend for college football as well. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm terrific. It came overnight, too. Boom! Lars, what's up in Tuscaloosa? You know, the drive down here is just absolutely beautiful. And uh, it, it feels like fall uh, with the, the the leaves turning colors is coming a little bit later than usual. 
but uh, it's starting to happen now. I mean, I know if you go up north just a little bit, and it's really amazing. You know, when I had my place at Smith Lake, um, it, it would be just a completely different atmosphere up at Smith when it would than it would be in Birmingham in terms of the foliage. But um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it feels like winter is just around the corner. I mean, what happened to spring, guys? But um, you know, Jay. Uh, you were you and I and and Matt were texting before the show, and John Talty just has an amazing story out on uh, AL dot com, and I definitely want to get into that just about how Nick Saban uses losses, and uh, and it comes from John's book, uh, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm efforting to get John on the show. He's a uh, uh, we're, we're we're pretty good friends, and and uh, I, I just uh, just a, a really nice breakdown of how Nick Saban handles losses uh, and and uses losses as a way to springboard forward. And if you go back, and we talked about this yesterday, uh, Matt that uh, you, you look at the national championships that he has won, uh, the vast majority of them, he's had one loss in a season. And so, uh, look, the sky isn't falling. Uh, everything Alabama wants is still right in front of them. There's just no more margin for error, Jay. No, there's not. And um, look, you know, it's one of those things that I think he feels really comfortable in this situation where he feels like he's really coaching up his team and getting things corrected um, as far as what happened last week. And, you know, look, uh, the, the 17 penalties, uh, some of those you can kind of say, well, maybe a little questionable here or there, but um, it still don't put yourself in that position. That was his point at the end of his press conference yesterday when he we got, you know, he's saying, look, you know, you, you can't get to where it comes down to one play uh, at the end of the game. Uh, you got to be able to go out and dominate uh, your opponent for 60 minutes, and that's what th- one thing he's preached since he got there. But um, look, you know they, they came out relatively healthy out of this game. Um, I'm sure Bryce is a little sore this week from uh, the hits he took last week, but they can bounce back from this. The thing that they're preaching right now, and you know you, you're not going to hear a lot of excuses made inside the locker room. You're not going to hear people uh, saying you know the, you know blaming the refs. They got to get past that 24-hour rule. Then move on and, and realize and concentrate on what they can accomplish and what they can do and what they can control. And, Matt, that's just been the focal point of Coach Saban since he got there. And what focuses him is losses. Even back in 2003 when he was at LSU and won a national championship, Talty cites in this article and his book that it took a loss to Florida in regular season when he was at LSU on his way to the title. It took that to wake him and shake him and bake him. And indeed, it did. One of the more remarkable stats, and by the way, that word remarkable is used by some of his former assistants to describe how he is after losses. We're about to find out as they get ready to go to Mississippi State. But this stat is just, I knew it, but every time I read it, I go, really? Since 2007, take away Saban's inaugural season at the Capstone. He has only lost two in a row. How many times? Uh... Once. once, once, pick six and OU. Do you have to just kind of stop, Jay Lars? Do you have to just kind of stop and think about that? You, you do, years. you do. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable, and um, 
I, you know, I was at that Sugar Bowl when Alabama played Oklahoma, and Alabama just wasn't interested in playing in that game. I, I'm, I, I bet you were there too, Jay. And uh, you know, uh, it was AJ. Mc, that was that was the game, Jay. You know this. That's when he had the chance to break your record. <laughs> and so you may have been silently pulling for Oklahoma in that game. And that, no, that, no. <laughs> that was when, uh, what, it, Trevor Knight, uh, a guy we never heard from again, uh, had the game of his life. And uh, it looked like yeah. he was going to be the first overall draft pick for Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, he pulled a Steven Garcia. But, um, yeah. Hey, guys, can I shift topics just really quick in this first segment? I, sure. I, I, I really want to get your assessment of Russell Wilson. And is he the most overpaid player in the history of the NFL? Because after – after I'm serious. I don't know who who has gotten more money, right? $230 million, I think $165 guaranteed. The guy has been garbage. Uh, look, he started last night uh, leading uh, the Broncos to a 10-0 lead. He had 10 straight completions in the first quarter, looking great. Looks like he's finally turned things around. And then nothing, big, fat nothing. And now now the Broncos are 2-4. And, four. and um, look, they've only reached 20, the 20-point 20 mark just once in six games. And uh, my guy, Kerry Estes, uh, I shouldn't say who I, uh, who I like to, you know, bet the ponies with, but um, he just, he, he just, he, he, he preached to me, take the under because Russell Wilson is so bad. And uh, man, the, the Denver offense is just pathetic, just pathetic, Jay. I mean, I, I don't know if you, if you watch the game, but uh, I, I really, it, it, they just have nothing going on. Yeah, I think one of the most cringy moments was when uh, he stepped away from the podium last week. I think it was last week, and he said Bronco Nation. And then, as he was walking away, he looked back at the mics and said, "Let's ride," you know. And I'm like, "What is going on with this guy?" I mean, like, he, yeah, he, is he weird? Is he, weird? He, he wasn't, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he seems like he even like he was one of Harrison's favorite quarterbacks. And now Harrison's kind of like, I, I don't know if I can even follow this guy. I mean, he's doing weird. <laughs> stunts and things and saying weird things on TV and on social media and all that. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the change of scenery, I if do. it's the, the high altitude or, or what's going on <laughs> in Denver. But, uh, it's man, the change he, he of scenery. Just, He's in Colorado getting high. It could be. I mean, <laughs> it, he acts like he is. Uh, like when he came out, and I understand there's certain things that they, they show him in warm-ups, and a lot of the quarterbacks do all the different drills. But, I mean, he's out there pretty much talking to himself the whole time. He, he came out for practice one time I showed him, and he's like high-fiving nobody. And he's like doing like he's acting like he's high-fiving fans or players or whatever else. And, um, it, yeah, he – you might be right because, you know, I always, always go don't, never say all time, but there's never been contracts like this ever. Uh, $240 million or $230 million you brought up and what, $165 million guaranteed. They're definitely not getting their money's worth out of Russell Wilson right now. I, I don't know if it's – that he spent so much time in Seattle and just felt more comfortable there and just now in, in a new place. And, uh, you know, he was hoping to have a win over Seattle. Was it was that during the preseason or was that the first game of the year? I can't remember. But um, they first, were first game of the year. First game, yeah. So yeah. I, I think, you know, that would have helped his confidence maybe some there. But I don't know, that Lars, I mean, he just has not looked like the same player or the same person that I remember in Seattle. No, and look, Jerry Judy, 
he is uh, an elite receiver, I think, and uh, or certainly can become one. He's the same guy. He's on my fantasy team. He, he's well, that's no good. Um, you know, he uh, he needs to be f- the 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 focal point of uh, mm-hmm. the passing game, and for whatever for whatever reason, he's just not. And the team has some talent, and uh, I, it's it's just like he's not seeing receivers. He uh, he's taken really bad sacks. Uh, he's not making good pre-snap reads. Uh, you know, this is from someone who never has you know been behind center before. But it certainly looks like he's not doing what he needs to do pre-snap. To uh, if you got uh, more guys, well, he looks heavier too. He does. He, he looks does. like he thicker does. or whatever. I don't know if he's overworked out himself and now kind of got him out of the uh, being able to play loose and and. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've seen that before in quarterbacks, especially guys like him built the way he is. If you overtrain or overdo stuff, Matt, you can almost work yourself out of a position where you're not as you know able to have the flexibility and the movement and just you know that little bit of extra quickness to get out of certain situations. More importantly, that whip in the uh, in the arm that sometimes you get tight from lifting. Is he just looks thicker than me this year than I've seen him before? There were times last night, and watching particularly in the second half, I wonder if Judy was hurt. He did end up with three catches and 54 yards to lead the Denver receiving core, but it just didn't look like he was trying to seek him out. And Denver ended up with 98 yards rushing and 188 passing. That's not going to win you a whole lot in the ACC, much less the NFL. I believe I will answer your question, Lars. There's one guy that is being overpaid. His name is Deshaun Watson because he's not even playing. <laughs> I, I believe for the second half, if you uh, combine uh, sacks and passing yards, I think uh, Denver was minus 14. And here's the thing. Pete Carroll, he like when, when Russell Wilson said, hey, I want out of Seattle, Pete Carroll's like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's go. <laughs> You're gone. I mean, he, it's like he didn't care. Because he knew in Geno Smith, and who by the way is like now uh, one of the top two or three quarterbacks, if you go by uh, uh, quarterback ratings in the NFL, Geno Smith is way outplaying uh, at, uh, Russell Wilson. And Denver, they have to be experiencing buyer's remorse right now because their season already just six weeks into it is on the brink it's on they're on the brink of everything just sort of falling apart and uh i can't believe they've been in so many primetime games either i mean for the first six weeks uh they've been in primetime like why uh but uh i i don't know i i just i was just really struck jay by how poorly russell wilson has been playing I mean, maybe Russell Wilson is the true winner because he did get the $165 million guaranteed. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, his agent, whoever it was, got in the, got in the right contract, no doubt. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, more on this and uh, also kind of look at the top four right now. Clemson has the easiest path all the way to the playoffs. We'll get into that as well as uh, some of the other matches we'll see throughout the year. But uh, I look forward to uh, – Hearing from Tim Brando, too, here at the bottom of the hour. He'll join us at 1230. Tim Brando of Fox Sports will be with us. Stay with us live from AVX. Audio Video Excellence continues.
listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. This is Loyalty Lab Interview 6, subject grandmother's loyalty. Margie, what do you do when your grandson misbehaves? Angels don't misbehave. Here we study. Tonight, the sky clear, the low at 31. And tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine. The afternoon high, very close to 60 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue here on this Tuesday edition. Jay Barker Show live from ABX. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson down at Ty 100.9 FM, our flag ship station. I'm Jay Barker. As we got Tim Brando going to join us here in about 10 minutes. Look forward to hearing his thoughts on this past weekend. But uh, we're talking about some of the top four or, or the top four teams that may end up in the playoffs. Right now, if you look at it from Clemson's uh, standpoint, probably the easy or it is the easiest path. They're ranked uh, the only ranked team they're going to play is Syracuse who is ranked 14th to uh, end the season. Uh, They've got at Notre Dame, they're at Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. Those all sound like top opponents, but they're just not playing at the level that you normally see a Notre Dame, a Louisville, or Miami playing, and they are not even ranked inside the top 25. Of uh, this year, the teams they have played so far, uh, the highest-ranked team they played was number 10, North Carolina State, and then also Wake Forest inside the top 25 at number 21. Guys, I mean, to me, Clemson, uh, everybody else, I mean, you got Michigan, Ohio State got to play each other, Tennessee, Georgia got to play each other, Alabama and uh, Ole Miss. Uh, you look at all the rest of about the top seven or top eight teams, they've got top four or top five opponents they're going to be facing off against. And uh, Clemson is, uh, is, I mean, the competition they've played so far, just, I guess, it, I know it's the easiest route. Do you think there's any way, even if they go undefeated, that they're not in the 14 playoff? I'll start. Uh, I, I do. I really do. Uh, and it all depends on how everything is going to shake out, both in uh, the SEC and the and the Big Ten. But right now, I, I think uh, five of the, the the best five teams in the country are Tennessee. This would probably be the order in which I would put them. Uh, I'd put Tennessee one. Ohio State two, Georgia three, Michigan four, Bama five, Clemson six. Is that right? I'd probably yeah. have, I'd probably have Ole Miss at them. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean I think it's possible that we could end up with two teams from the SEC and two teams from the Big Ten as long as both Michigan and Ohio State are undefeated uh, going into their matchup at the end of the season. And I realize one of those teams won't play in the Big Ten championship, but if uh, say Michigan loses by one point. You, I mean, you can't tell me that Michigan is not a better team than Clemson right now. Do you agree with that, Matt? Uh, I think Michigan is, and I had Clemson way up on my list until the last couple of weeks, and then also watching Michigan absolutely second half, you know, just bash Penn State. Uh, that was impressive, and I would now have them in my top four. But uh, 
just just looking at this though, guys, and I know Jay just went through this. The uh, the teams may not be up to their heritage, but the teams that they have left on their schedule. Uh, I mean, Syracuse is ranked 14th. Notre Dame's Notre Dame. Louisville's okay. Then they got to play the U and South Carolina. But these teams in front of them are going to lose a game. Correct? At least right. two. Right? Yeah. So I think Clemson. I think Clemson creeps back into the mix based on the fact that they're they're undefeated. Finn, I've seen them play up and down this year. That they might lose to Syracuse this weekend. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's been the game they've had trouble with over the last so many years. Yeah, you're right, you're Jay. Right. Yep. Yeah. Where is that a couple game? Years ago, lost to him. Matt, where is that game? Is uh, it is it, up, up. is it up in the uh, dome? I think it is. And that's where they've had trouble. Uh, no, it's actually at home. It's at home. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The, the dome is a really tough place to play, even when there's only like six thousand fans there. For some reason, it's a really <laughs> tough place to play. Eleven a.m. on ABC. Okay. Interesting. Eleven a.m. Yeah, that place holds like 30, and when they get 30 in there, it sounds like 90. Uh, it, it's crazy loud, but that's not where they are. Hey, guys, I, I just wanted to uh, bring this up really quick and, and, and get your reaction, and, and I know we need to get out uh, here in a couple minutes uh, to uh, get to Brando. So the, the top eight games through seven weeks, the most watched college football games through seven weeks – so how many of the top eight do you think Alabama has been involved in? Uh, probably five. All right. So number eight, Bama, Arkansas, 5.8 million. Number seven, Oregon, Georgia, 6.2 million. Number six, Penn State, Michigan, 6.4. Number five, Texas A&M, Bama, 7.2 million. So that's two of the eight so far that involve Alabama. Number four, FSU LSU, which is pretty interesting, seven point six million. Number three, Notre Dame Ohio State, ten point five million. And then number two, Bama Texas, ten point six. Number one, Bama Tennessee, eleven point four. So Bama's been involved uh, four of the eight most watched games through seven weeks. And, Matt, that just underscores the brand of Alabama. And even last night on Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman and uh, his running partner, Buck, man, they were talking about the Alabama-Tennessee game for quite a while. And just like what what a scene it was, what yeah, I mean what a scene it was, and just what a great game and an instant classic, and I mean even in even though Alabama lost, still I think just being uh, discussed on Monday Night Football is a good thing. Uh, agreed. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, absolutely. At one time, that game had seventeen million viewers. That's where it peaked out, but the actual rating was eleven. Point five six. It's just absolutely incredible, incredible. Love them or like them or hate them. Alabama is the top dog. Excuse me, is the top tide when it comes to TV ratings in this year. And has hey guys, it's been that way a long time. It's been that way since Bryant was there, since yeah. TV. Hey, did you guys make it out to Bomb Hours yesterday? No, that's normally I go out there on Mondays. <laughs> Don't make it out. We did not. 
So they were, you know, they do the uh, Crimson Tide Rewind on Monday nights, and uh, th- there was a group there, and and I know I'm almost saying their names, but they you, you actually would, would see them in the basketball games a lot. They were they look like uh, highlighters. They wear the pink and the yellow and all the different in order to be seen, kind of in the crowd and a lot of fans. And I've kind of followed their way and I've got the script days and all that stuff on them. Well, last night I, I came in with Harrison and Andrew uh, to bomb Howers. They were sitting there, so I stopped to talk to them for a second. And uh, she goes, hey, guess what we brought tonight uh, for, the, for the show? And so she opens up her bag, and it's filled with yellow flags. So the entire show, while they were doing it, they kept throwing yellow flags at them <laughs> the entire night. Oh, nice. So I thought that was that was great. <laughs> it was a, it was definitely a laundromat uh, at Tennessee this past weekend. All right, we got Tim Brando coming up next. Joining us here at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned from Fox Sports. Again, Tim Brando next. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Welcome back in, and let's get him in. Tim Brando, Fox Sports, joining us, and he does each and every Tuesday. Always great to have him on and get his thoughts about all things happening this past weekend. We'll also find out about where he'll be at coming up this weekend as well. But let's welcome him in. Tim, thank you for being with us as always. Hope, hope you've had a great week so far. I sure have, Jay. It's good to be with you guys, and I get the trifecta today. All three of you are in the house. Beautiful. Love it. <laughs> so uh, I guess we got to start with Alabama-Tennessee, uh, 52-49, and Tennessee pulls off the win. 15 seconds left, and uh, Hinton Hooker drives them down. They get the kick. It barely goes across, but it makes it, and uh, Bedlam. I mean, it was unbelievable, the reaction from the fans, and the goalposts go down, and now in the Tennessee River. There will come a time, Jay, I don't know when that's going to be, but there will come a time, I think, when when maybe even the staunchest of Alabama fans okay, will understand what a compliment that is you know, to their program, that every time they lose, it's the biggest moment in modern-day sports history at the other place. <laughs> you know, I, I remember talking to coaches years and years ago, that, whether it was basketball or football, that said, you know, when a team is coming out, or when the coach's name is announced, and he gets booed. I mean, roundly booed. The first thing the coach would do when he got into the huddle, and again, true in both sports, okay, before you take your team out on the field. Hey, guys, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Man, they hate us, and I love it. <laughs> you know? I think it's, uh, it's, it's probably in today's environment, uh, it's um, – it's different, perhaps, for a lot of fans, particularly the young ones. But, um, you know, regardless of, of who, you know, look, I, I, I thought Tennessee had a really good chance to win the game. I'm not in the business of picking games anymore uh, because it just causes too much 
more flags on social media. But I, I had said that I wouldn't be shocked at all if Tennessee won the game, and I'm not. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, but where they go from here, where these teams go, and, and how they jettison from this point forward, uh, who knows? I do know this. What, what happened on Saturday, okay, with all those games being played simultaneously, and I had a game of far less significance, okay, far less significance than the Big Ten, but it went to double overtime, and the season was on the line for Michigan State. They had lost four in a row, okay, and Wisconsin's got a new coach that's trying to win the job full time and it wasn't it was compelling and and then you had in the big 12 a tcu coming from 17 down at home to win in double overtime against oklahoma state that was all happening in one window okay one window of college football and and look we all knew i think sean mcdonough knew i talked to sean last night he knew that his audience would would not be as great certainly i did too because tennessee alabama game was going on simultaneously but you know, that's what makes college football great is that um, somebody somewhere is having the time of their lives. And, and it, whether it's 12 million people watching, as was the case with Tennessee, Alabama, uh, and I think it was maybe 17 million at the end of the day, you know, the two or three million that were watching Sean's game and a million and a half, two million watching mine, they, they were like compelled. You know, it, it, that's what makes college football great. Tim Brando, Fox Sports, is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show and Network. Tim, what does this say about Heupel and Hooker? Well, it means that they are they they, they are really together, and Josh is, um, I think, right now he's got to be uh, the the, uh, the front runner for National Coach of the Year. I mean, there were a lot of people that had their eyebrows raised when he was hired, uh, and and listen, when he left Oklahoma, if you do your homework. Uh, it wasn't pretty necessarily when Josh left there and went to Missouri to, to, to work with Drew Locke and uh, the Missouri program. I think it's just amazing. Okay, look at where Oklahoma is now with Venables as their coach versus where Tennessee is with Heupel. That's kind of an amazing storyline. Hooker is, I think, and I think I may have said this when I was with you guys last week, I would vote. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson and um, of UCLA and Hendon Hooker won two right now in the Heisman, and I think I might have gone with DTR first last week. I think I'd go with Hooker first this week. Okay, and it's going to be a race to the finish with those guys battling CJ Stroud, who certainly got so many opportunities coming up with a backloaded schedule. Ohio State has not gotten into the meat of their schedule at all, and, and you know that beginning with Penn State and then all the way through to the Michigan game, he's going to have big stages to play on. Tim, uh, there's a story in the Chicago Tribune. It goes back to January 20th, 2021, and it is about how Tennessee has had 14 players enter the transfer portal in the last six weeks. And now here we are. Uh, I would argue if, if I had a vote uh, in the yeah. AP poll, yeah. AP poll, I'd have Tennessee number one. How yeah. Yeah. you've been around college football, college sports uh, a long time, and um, you know you 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 know a, a good college coach, whether it be in basketball, yeah. uh, football, what what has what has he done? What has Josh Heupel done? I mean, I know it helps that you uh, land a guy like Hendon Hooker 
right? Who's just yeah. sort of gifted yeah. to you. But but what is right. it? Is it the changing of the culture? Uh, just can you describe what has he done? Well, a lot. Okay, first and foremost, he's embraced uh, both both the portal and NIL. Okay, that I think that's really important in today's college football. And we're in a changing era, uh, Lars. I mean, we are of college football. And if coaches, you know, you can say all the right things, but you've got to embrace it. And um, the teams that are having successful seasons right now, uh, almost all of them have transfers at quarterback. Okay, with the exception of maybe Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA, who's been there since, you know, I think the turn of the century. I think he's a six-year. These guys are both 24 years old, by the way. DTR and Hendon are the same age. Hendon transferred. Uh, DTR did not. But across the board at the skilled positions, when you see guys that were procured through the portal, you know, Lane Kiffin's a great example at Ole Miss. Look at how many guys that are impact players for them came through the portal. You know, and Lane kind of, as only he could, well, you know, this thing's messed up. It's unrestricted free agency, and, you know, I'm having to go through the portal. You know, he was he was moaning about it the offseason. Well, he was being coy with everybody. The truth is he's embraced it, and I think that the coaches that do, it's genuinely appreciated by the players, and you've really got an outstanding culture taking place. The coaches that don't, and I think you've got one right there in Alabama that doesn't, I mean, he, he's saying all the right things, but uh, you can just tell. You know, Nick, Nick's a micromanager. And this system and this changing culture that comes from the combination of NIL and Transfer Portal uh, allows for macro guys to succeed. Micro guys, as coaches, are going to have real problems with it. And some of the statements he made in his... Uh, his presser yesterday were really telling to me. I tweeted this out a little earlier. I don't know if you saw it, but um, I, I really believe his greatest attribute as a head coach, and I thought this when he came to LSU uh, in, uh, and replaced Jerry DiNardo, I thought his understanding of the modern-day Internet athlete psyche was greater than just about anybody in, in his profession. I thought it separated him. And for years, it has been, I think, his, besides just his understanding of, of the X's and O's and, and how to take running backs and wide receivers out of high school and turn them into DBs and, and all pros and at the next level, it's, it's amazing stuff. I mean, it really is. But he's a micromanager. And, and I think for a micro guy, it's very frustrating to be dealing with the combination of both the, the portal and NIL. And, and I think it's beginning to show up. You're seeing telltale signs of it with the, the, the things that he had to, to say yesterday. All the things he said, by the way, are, are legitimate, and they're good, and they're things that he said in the past, but they don't carry the same weight that they once did. And and you got to manage that properly. you know, you got to have a real read on that. And I think to do it, you have to have a culture that's beyond just we're a football factory, okay? And you have to have a staff that maybe has been together for a long time. Nick's never had any of that. You know, he hasn't. Um, 
you know, the, the halfway house for head coaches trying to get themselves back together again so they can be head coaches. I don't know that that's necessarily the, the right, um, right way to go uh, in today's college football world because the players see the coaches in the same light the coaches see the players. Okay, and they're like, well, this guy's just here to try to get himself together so he can get another head coaching job. Players are smarter today. They see through it. And uh, I think those are aspects of what's going on to some extent that maybe the fans don't think about. But guys like me see. Okay, we're, we're visiting with the coaches and the assistant coaches and players from week to week. And, again, I haven't been in Tuscaloosa. I haven't seen his team practice. But I know the man, and I know the way he wants to coach. And, um, and, and the in-and-out swinging door of assistant coaches and coordinators, I think, can become problematic over time when we're in this particular era of college football. Hey, Tim, can you, can you, can, Tim, can you hang on one second and uh, be with us another segment? Is that cool? Sure, no problem. Okay, good deal. And Lars, I know he's got a follow-up, so we'll let him start out uh, this next uh, segment with Tim Brando. He's joining us from Fox Sports and uh, more with him. Coming up on the other side, we're live from ADX. Audio, video, excellence continues. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Catch Little's Losers Friday nights during Friday Night Live on Tide 100.9, your home of Alabama football. And tonight, the sky cleared the low at 31. And tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine. The afternoon high, very close to 60 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue to visit with Tim Brando, Fox Sports, and um, we're talking Alabama, Tennessee, and some other teams around the country as well. Uh, I, w- I want to go back to Tennessee and just kind of get your thoughts. Um, as far as I, we know about the the uh, allega- allegation, the investigation, and everything that came down as far as on Tennessee based on Jeremy Pruitt and, um, you know, knowingly what, providing inducements and giving false information to investigators, persuading others to do the same. Um, and he was fired back in uh, January 2021. Uh, then Heupel comes in and the job that he's done. But a lot, a lot of the players that are there, and, and I know Jeremy also ran off a lot of the riffraff while he was there to kind of get the team and, and the core of that team. But what kind of impact do you think he's made? Because Hyatt, uh, who had five touchdowns, was one of his prize recruits when Jeremy Pruitt was there. Yeah, you know, Jay, it's interesting how that works. Um, some guys uh, maybe fell through the cracks, just happened to be there. Josh knew what to do with them. Uh the, the circumstances with Jeremy were heinous, clearly. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been shown the door for cause the way he was. But again, I, I credit Josh for coming in with a you know fresh attitude, instilling uh, a foundation a year ago to kind of turn things around and, and basically uh, just wiping the slate clean. And I think he probably changed a few minds of some of the problem guys and, uh, and certainly procured a lot of other really good guys, you know, to go with it. Uh, it just shows you, I think, in today's college football, how quickly you can turn things around. Okay, and the portal has a lot to do with that. Uh, and and again, I the the reaction to where Tennessee is now versus where they were uh, when Jeremy was let go, and of course Philip was let go. You know, everything they they were the laughing stock 
Okay, but that one that one determination, that one uh, key element of getting the right guy at the right time with an offense that would uh, would really turn the fortunes of a program and its fan base around. I mean, they were suffering not just from disgust with their fans, but apathy, you know, which is, I think, more dangerous than disgust. When they stop showing up and you got a 100,000-seat stadium, that's, that's, that's a real problem. And he's turned all of that around. Tim Brando from Fox Sports is our guest for a few more moments here on the Jay Barker Show slash Network. All right, here's my weekly question. What's, what's your latest take on Harson and Auburn? Does a 14-point loss at Oxford keep him around? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Have they gotten to the uh, Have they gotten to the open date yet? I guess they have, haven't they? I'm surprised. Yep. I mean, it's I, this I, week. I, yeah, I, if he survives the open date, Matt, then I guess he's here for the duration. Okay, they're gonna just let him, you know, flounder and the program flounder until the the end of the season. Uh, it is such a mess there. Um, I hope that. You know, my guess is Brian knows that it's going to happen. And when the guillotine falls, he's got plans in place. As I said last week, I think Boise, uh, with all their issues, they, they may come calling. They please come, come back, Brian. We might, <laughs> we might need your help. But to, to try to predict what's going on at Auburn is God, you know, I'd have to have a frontal lobotomy to figure that out. Yeah, you can almost see the uh, SOS distress signals, uh, the smoke rising from Boise yeah. saying, come back, Brian, come back. Um, Tim, you, you follow the Big Ten closely. Um, any chance that the Big Ten gets in two teams in the college football playoffs? Uh, Michigan just looked terrific. Uh, I mean, really, really good. I, I, I think their quarterback is fabulous, and that's sort of been a game changer for them. Um, just give it, give me your diagnosis right now of, of where the big 10 is. And, uh, is again, is there a chance that they get two teams into the playoffs? Yeah, I think it all depends Lars on, and this is true in the sec too, by the way, because of the emergence of Tennessee, what's left in the season. I'm not, listen, I'm not writing off Alabama at all. Okay. I mean, we all know, uh, how Saban's teams traditionally respond once everyone is has sort of thrown in the towel. I think a few uh, Alabama fans may have, okay, because if they're unhappy with O'Brien or they're unhappy with Golding or whoever. Um, but I think the way teams play, again, the beauty pageant really starts the first week of November when, um, you know, the committee um, gets together and starts looking at, um, you know, the, the, uh, the beautiful – uh, beauty pageant that is uh, the brand name selection of four teams. And from week to week, it'll be based on how teams are continuing to perform. Those ultimate matchups, you know, Georgia's with Tennessee that still has to be played. The potential of uh, the winner of that game in Alabama a second time, should Alabama uh, navigate the rest of the waters of the SEC West, which I think is debatable, uh, but we'll see. That'll all figure into this equation, all right? No team gets more equity from the committee than Alabama. They would probably get more equity than even the AP poll gave them. I think most people felt like they would wind up six, which meant they fell five spots, uh, which normally they only fall four. Um, 
In my poll, I dropped him to nine because I think, like anybody else, you need to fight your way back. Not that I feel that they're necessarily the you know the ninth best team for the season. I just think they're the ninth best team right now. But that's not true for you know other teams get bounced completely out of the top ten when they lose a game if they're undefeated. That'll never happen to Alabama. Alabama, if they beat LSU, they beat Ole Miss, they get right back into the, the, the swing of things. They're going to get in with one loss. There's no doubt about that. But could but could Tennessee pl- run the table and also lose in a rematch and still get in? Absolutely. Could Georgia? Yes. Um, and I think with Michigan and Ohio State, it's the same kind of story. If you have a blowout by either team in that game at the end of the year, then then it would be easy to leave uh, one of them out and go with one of the undefeated that come from one of the other conferences. And, you know, this week I've got TCU against K-State playing for the top of the Big 12 on FS1 in primetime. I mean, who's to say TCU might not run the table? Uh, it would be mm-hmm. hard to keep them out if they did. So those teams, along with teams like UCLA and even a one-loss Oregon, because remember, that Georgia loss doesn't look as bad now. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. Uh, and for Georgia, it helps them that they blew out Oregon. Okay, so Tim, we're we'll get out. Uh, There's a lot of possibilities. We're, hey, we're coming up a hard break here at the top. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, as always, Timmy. always a pleasure. Thanks, Jimmy. You got it. All right, my man, Tim Brando, Fox Sports, joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. Hour number two coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show. we got Matt Coulter at AVX. Lars down at Tywiner Point 9 FM, our flagship station. I'm Jay Barker, and we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. The food, the fun, the drinks, and the atmosphere is just a, a great thing. they got a big uh, A-Club uh, thing going on. Uh, get together at Top Golf coming up on Thursday night as well for a lot of the A-Club members that are listening in out there. I don't know if you've had a chance to be a part of that. we got the National Championship reunion coming up this Weekend as well, 30 years, hard to believe. I was 12 when we won it. Uh, also, uh, don't forget to Top Golf at Birmingham. You have a great time there with your family and friends. They do a lot of charitable events as well. Get out to Top Golf. Also, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, guys, I thought that was a good uh, conversation there with Tim Brando from Fox Sports talking about uh, the Crimson Tide, the chances of, of these teams uh, as far as making the Final Four. Halfway through the season, and uh, I really haven't even asked, really asked you guys this, but just kind of your both of you guys' overall assessment of, of Alabama right now, just kind of what you've seen, the good, the bad, the ugly, and um, you know, and what you think it's going to take for them to get back in contention. Well, I, I'll go first. Um, this is uh, probably the most undisciplined team of Nick Saban's since year one. And um, I, I remember talking to Nick several years ago about when he first got here. And I've used this metaphor before. And I got to say, I've, I've used it probably in two different books. But uh, he had to shake the apple tree to get the bad apples to fall. And that means get get rid of a bunch of dudes who uh, just weren't buying into the program and buying into his his program uh, right at the very beginning. And if you go back and do just a little bit of research on Nick's first season, you can easily see that. And um, ever since then, this Alabama team has, has played with remarkable discipline. And uh, there haven't been penalties uh, that have been just... Uh, 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 you know, backbreakers in games. There haven't been uh, a, a a ton of um, of missed mental assignments. There haven't been uh, turnovers just left and right. And uh, look, I, I think Alabama at the halfway point of this season. Uh, should feel very good, uh, believe it or not, even though they just lost to Tennessee. They should feel very good about where they are, given how poorly they have played. You know, easily could have lost in Austin, Texas. Easily could have gotten beat by Texas A&M. 
And then it finally caught up with them. I mean, you can only live on the on the razor's edge for so long before the razor uh, the razor cuts you in half. And uh, um, so, I, I, you know, this is so far it's an imperfect team, but Nick Saban excels at uh, at, at turning things around, and that's what uh, Matt. We've talked about that uh, the vast majority of national championship winning teams that Nick Saban has presided over, they've had a loss. And, and, and Nick always uses the phrase, uh, you know, how, how are you going to use a loss or how are you going to? I mean, John Talty talked about it in that chapter that we that we spoke about at the beginning of the of the show. John, uh, uh, reporter, editor for AL.com. Uh, has a terrific piece on AL.com today about how uh, Nick Saban, after losses, you know, we, we see him just really upset on the sideline. But in private, he is more like calculating, focused, trying to figure out, okay, where do we go from here? What changes need to be made? And, uh, and, 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 and Matt, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll reiterate what I've said, uh, for a little while. And this is not hardly breaking news. Alabama doesn't have an elite interior defensive lineman. Alabama, as of right now, doesn't have an elite corner. And, um, we'll see. I mean, can Eli Ricks somehow make his way back into the lineup so Alabama can have a dude who can, like, try to shut down half of the field. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some serious changes on the roster and, and, and on the depth chart as we move forward here. I mean, I don't know if it's a coincidence, and I, I just saw this uh, briefly on social media that Alabama, you know, they put out the video of, of uh, 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 from practice and they put out the video of two wide receivers who haven't played all year. Tyler Harrell and, I don't know, you guys help me in there. The, uh, the Tyler Harrell and, and, and somebody else. I, I, I forget who. I think you're going to see different, uh, different wide receivers uh, in the mix. Uh, and to me, that, that was sort of a telltale sign. The, the fact that, that, that Nick wanted that video to put, be put out there. Um, and, uh, again, everything Alabama wants to achieve, they can still achieve. However, Matt, this is a imperfect team right now. 66 penalties. They lead the nation. They are 131st in penalties. I think that's the glaring error that everybody sees. Oh, we can fix that. We can fix that. Well, no, it hasn't happened yet. And I wonder because that is an undisciplined team. And I think in more so than anything else, that falls directly on coaching. What I'm starting to wonder, and I don't mean to be chicken little, the sky is falling here. What I'm starting to wonder is, is, is this going to filter down to some of the assistants? Uh, is he going to shake something up in there? Maybe move a guy from doing one thing to moving to another, uh, giving another guy some responsibility in addition to what Lars just said. And that's uh, maybe you, you give it to Harold. If Harold's, if he is, um, if he's healthy, let him go. Uh, I, I think, Jay, back me up on this. Uh, all told, I remember there were at least four drop, very catchable passes. And, and it didn't happen. And 
you know, that's not new. Uh, Alabama's dropped a few passes. They haven't had, you know, uh, a, a Cooper or a Jones or somebody like that step up yet. We're halfway through the season. Somebody should have stepped up and uh, jumped over the bar. It just has not happened. But I wonder if uh, they're going to do that. And Lars mentioned uh, the wide receiver slot. Maybe that's where you start. And I thought at one time, Lars, we, we had with Otis, the, the big freshman in the middle, uh, he was starting, I think, kind of cut his own path. But he wasn't there against Tennessee. Of course, neither were, neither were Dale. I think I remember us yelling, Dale made a really good play. But uh, – there are a lot of, of parts here that need to be fixed, and I don't know if you do it in a week warming up for Mississippi State. Yeah, and, and I tell you, um, you know, go back to Eli Ricks, um, Lars. I mean, really, it's just uh, him mentally understanding what to do on the field is where his struggle has been, and understanding the defensive schemes, making sure that he's not out of position and, and not uh, not doing things that's going to put them in a, in a tough position out there. So I think that's probably – why you're not seeing Eli Ricks right now. As far as Tyler Harrell... So, Jay, I mean, you're, are, Jay, are you telling me it's not as easy as see guy, cover guy? No. <laughs> not that well, easy? And, and, and just all <laughs> the different things they do in the secondary, and I think that's where his struggle has been. Um, and, and I think that they've um, you know, tried to be patient with it and tried to you know, we're trying to get, work him in is, is when they can or when they feel comfortable to do that. Um, so, I mean, again, you know, and that, that's part of coming in learning a system like that with Coach Saban. I mean, it can be tough, especially if you, when you've been in other systems and maybe some of the terminology sounds the same or certain things off, you know, have, have different uh, names for things that you did uh, down at, you know, LSU that, you know, that maybe you just can't, you're having a hard time getting through that. I don't, I, to me, it's not his athletic ability, it's not his talent. Uh, I think it's more just him continuing to learn the system and hopefully. Uh, that'll be uh, sooner than later. Tyler, Tyler Harrell is a speed guy. He's not going to be the guy that's going to go across the middle, uh, at least at what he did at Louisville. He wasn't that you know guy that was the possessive type catching receiver. He was more the speed guy that you might be able to get the home run from and at least take off the top of the coverage. I, I am excited about JoJo Earl being back uh, on the field, you know, making the big play there that where uh, he came up in the pocket and was able to find him on that left side going down the sideline. What a throw. What vision to be able to see JoJo Earl uh, in that situation with all the pressure coming at him. And then also the other guy that I've talked about a lot is Isaiah Bond. I mean, he's been impressing the coaches since fall camp. And, uh, you know, he's a young guy, and he is learning and growing. And, and really, I think the ability, he has speed as well as catching the ball. Uh, we're going to see more of him as, as the year goes on. Um, and, and, I, and I will say this. I mean, Burton has come in, and, and a lot of things, Jermaine was, you know, let's say pressure. But they kind of look to him as being the leader of this the receiving team and uh, these receivers. And, he, he's had a couple of uh, really nice plays throughout the year, but he's also had a number of drops. He had one against uh, Tennessee this past weekend. He should have caught the ball. I mean, he was put in a position where only he could catch it. Uh, and as a receiver, you, you got to come up with those type of plays. Uh, I think he's got to step it up a little bit, too, at that wide receiver spot. But, you know, look, as Matt said, a lot of the things that they've done and, and issues they've had are very correctable, uh, whether it be the penalties, just mental mistakes, uh, things that they can really correct. Um, they've got some, I mean, as we know, top players in the country. Uh, the talent is out there. It's just now how these guys can rebound from this loss to Tennessee. Everything's in front of them to go and win the West, to win an SEC title, to get back in the playoffs and have a chance to play for another national championship. So um, I, I trust Saban that he'll have these guys ready uh, for that and uh, get, them, get them more prepared as the year goes on. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, more on Alabama and uh, Tennessee game, and uh, we'll also look ahead to Mississippi State. Mask has some interesting stats for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We'll get into those coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. 
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Ooh, Halloween. The season for goblins, witches, and scary good fun. But Walgreens knows it's also the doorbell never stops season, and we can't run out of candy. Tonight, the sky clear, the low at 31. And tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine. The afternoon high, very close to 60 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. into the show and tomorrow we got mike leach gonna be joining us thanks to tony curry tony curry radio network who will be with us as well and they'll be with us tomorrow and on friday as he does each and every week with us and uh, look forward to that look forward to talking to mike leach but talking about mike leach mississippi state bulldogs matt you got some stats for the, uh, the bulldogs coming up for this uh, weekend's matchup you know everybody talks about will rogers and rightfully so i mean matter of fact i said everybody not not enough people are talking about will rogers and maybe not enough are talking about this mississippi state team even though they did have a slip-up this past week. But um, I found this and thought it to be noteworthy. When do you guys think the last time Mississippi State scored a touchdown on Alabama in Tuscaloosa? Time's on the clock. 1957. <laughs> <laughs> Ought three. That would be my age. 2003. Uh, I know it's random. It's no, I meant 1903. They have scored a touchdown since uh, 2014. That's three meetings, 41 to nothing, 24 to nothing. And remember that uh, pasting they laid on uh, Mississippi State, 51 to three. By the way, I think that came after a loss. So here we go. We'll see what happens when um, Alabama and Mississippi State uh, take each other on this weekend at 6 o'clock. All right, I want to go back to Alabama and Tennessee just for a second, okay? And this is about the tradition of smoking the stove, okay? The last time Alabama lost to Tennessee, believe it or not, guys, I was in my 40s. How about that? But I don't remember after that game Tennessee fans going crazy and smoking cigars. That has always been an Alabama tradition. Now, here's my question. Is it cool for Tennessee to borrow that tradition or share that tradition, or should they just make up their own? Jay, I'll let you start since you smoke them so often. <laughs> the uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the fact that both teams do it because it's kind of like this. You're right uh, to, to uh, say that you won the game, you know. And um, gosh, I mean, they had 15 years of, of stored up uh, cigars ready to go uh, for that. Man, it, it was it was crazy. <laughs> um, and again, the reaction that Alabama gets from fans uh, after you know big wins like this, and we talked about all the different rushing of the fields that Alabama's had just over the last few years, uh, whenever a team has beaten them, uh, because it just didn't happen. I mean, six away games they've lost in the last decade. Uh, so that that in itself shows you uh, just how unbelievable uh, this run has been. But not, I, don't, I really don't have an issue with it. Lars, do you? I mean, I mean, I don't know. No. I, I think it makes it makes it fun for both sides, and it, it adds to the uh, to the tradition of the rivalry. Now, nah, you, you beat undefeated Alabama at home, and you haven't beat them in, what, 15, 16 years? Uh, you can do whatever you want. And apparently some of the fans did do whatever they wanted on the field and how they treated uh, certain Alabama fans, uh, which uh, I'm guessing yeah. won't be forgotten, and well, I won't dig into it. But the, 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 the stuff that went on with Kerry Goode, 
I, I don't. I'm sure you guys have heard about it, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna even, you know, uh, go into details. But it, it just disgusting. But you know that that's not representative of the entire Tennessee fan base. And for the most part, uh, when I was covering college football, Tennessee fans I thought always acquitted themselves quite well. And I know uh, people in Alabama may feel different about that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, smoking the cigars, that, that's fine with me. I mean, it's, 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 it, it, unless you're a reporter on the field and you get burned with a cigar, uh, which apparently happened, um, it, it seems like a pretty innocuous tradition. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Matt, I have no problem with it. Um, if you want to, Matt, if you want to share any more about the Kerry Good situation, uh, because, uh, because, you know, Antonio Langham is, is so close and near and dear to all of our hearts. And, and, and Antonio is, uh, related to Carrie. If, if, if you want to go into that, feel free. If not, we can just move on. Well, I hate to just mention it, not to go into any detail for those that hadn't seen the story. And as a matter of fact, I hadn't until you just mentioned it. Uh, real quick on the cigar thing. I say, get your own dang tradition. Don't steal ours. Okay. But I'm, you know, I'm not really all that convinced in my feelings there either. Um, Kerry Good, who uh, suffers from ALS, had drinks thrown him on him in the Tennessee game. His son Roman is on the Tennessee staff. You know, I think Lars probably uh, brought it all back to earth here, kind of uh, by saying that is not representative of the rivalry. Um, but that's disgusting, uh, and I don't know if they actually apprehended the people that did this, but uh, they should be prosecuted. That's just mean, cruel, and very unsportsmanlike. Jay, you have any thoughts on that? Hit mute. Well, uh, it, Matt, I mean, it, it, look, uh, I, I think the story speaks. I'm sorry, I had myself muted. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I was just say, yeah, I think that um, with Carrie, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's beyond the pale. I mean, that you can't do that to somebody that's in his situation with ALS. I mean, you know, the, the guy is, um, gosh, I mean, thank God he's still around. I mean, he wasn't given a lot of time, and he has fought through this. And I, I was looking at some of the uh, the Twitter feeds about it and some of the pictures. You know, he has been there to support Roman and has wore Tennessee gear, uh, even being a former Alabama player. And, yes, at the game, I think he wore a shirt that said uh, straight out of Tuscaloosa, like straight out of Compton look, uh, the old uh, uh, T-shirts and, yeah. and uh, sweatshirts and stuff. And I don't know if that's what, you know, made it. But still, I mean, if somebody's in the, in the handicap area or that in a situation that he's in, how do I mean, how does anybody have the heart to do something like that, uh, to pour drinks on, on a guy like Kerry Gooden and uh, who always has such a great smile on his face? I mean, he looks so much like Antonio in some of his pictures. It's unbelievable. Um, and um, just the, the smile, that the, the, the aura that he brings, and even in the tough situation he's going through, has been such an uplifting person for so many people. But it's uh, just sorry what they did. And uh, now, Jay, do you think Alabama will have some issues sort of in the first quarter against Mississippi State because there could be a hangover effect from uh, this emotional loss, uh, the, the game of the year, maybe the game of the last you know two years actually, 
um, in uh, Knoxville on on Saturday. Do, do you think uh, that, that there will be a lingering carryover effect? And uh, I would say, you know, from your own personal experience, but then again, you reminded me yesterday that you you basically never lost. So uh, maybe in the NFL, I don't know uh, <laughs> what, but uh, uh, just in, 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 in talking to, um, you know, uh, not just your son, but uh, just other other people uh, who are in the program who, you know, what, what's the general feeling uh, among uh, staffers and and also players about how. Uh, the focus is at least so far early in the week on Mississippi State. Yeah, 24-hour rule number one is that you just get over it, you get past it, you learn from it, and you try not to dwell on it and uh, try not to let yourself uh, get caught up in kind of uh, what happened. And, uh, you know, look, you know, this is a team that really just uh, has really hurt themselves more than anything else with penalties and just stupid mistakes and um, you know, injury to Bryce, I think, you know, kind of affected them too mentally going into that game. Not sure whether or not he would play um, and you know, the amount of reps he got last year and he played his heart out. Uh, and we just need more from, uh, in my mind, the defense just got to play at a higher level. Um, and and how, how you want that defense, just, when you line up against them, you know how tough it's going to get to gain one yard, much less 10 or much less score a touchdown. Uh, that, that's the type of defense we felt like we were going to have going into the season with the type of athletes, the size they had up front, the experience they had coming back, especially on the outside linebackers with uh, Dallas Turner and, and, and Will Anderson Jr. So now it's just about challenging kind of their manhood and uh, and seeing whether or not, uh, you know, as Coach Saban brought up early in the year, you know, we're the dogs. We're the guys that, you know, want to walk into a place like Tennessee and leave no doubt, uh, not allow it to get to that last play in the game and, uh, you know, finish the game off and, and be able to do the things you got to do in order to win games like that. Uh, the one I can only point back to, Lars, and, and Matt, is 20, 2011. Uh, LSU uh, beats Alabama 9-6 to six in overtime. Uh, tough loss there. Alabama's going for, at that time, um, going to go for their second uh, national championship after winning uh, in 2009. And, uh, you know, A.J. McCarron, kind of the beginning of his, uh, you know, uh, playing career and what he would do in 11 and 12 and almost win it again in 13. But uh, LSU, 9-6, uh, to six, then they come back at Mississippi State. They won 24-7. to seven. They beat Georgia 7-45-21, even though that was kind of a rough game uh, early on. And then 42-14 to 14 over Auburn. So, you know, I, I think it's looking back at, at uh, history, uh, looking at how teams responded, and I think Saban is able to get these guys. I think he loves these moments where he's able to coach them up and get them prepared and, and psychologically prepared mentally and emotionally ready for games like this weekend after coming off a tough loss. I think they'll play well. I think it's good that it's in Tuscaloosa, get back home, and um, you know, a lot will be surrounding that this weekend uh, for them and uh, in the games, and, and, and they have the fan base back in there supporting them and knowing that, yeah, you lost by three points to a really good Tennessee team that's now the number three uh, team in the country. Um, you know, that that's the beauty of all this, that who they lost to and how they lost it, I think uh, is, is going to bode well for them, especially when they have a chance to continue to hopefully run the table and make it back to the playoffs. Well, hey, guys, I look forward to seeing you in the studio tomorrow at AVX. And um, I got to head over to uh, campus and uh, drop some 411. What are you teaching today? <laughs> I am teaching uh, advanced uh, sports writing and uh, sports writing analysis. No, what's the what's the lesson? Are you going like, to have a special you, segment? Like, what, yeah, give us give us the details of what you're going to teach today. Well, I, I actually try to set up my classroom as if you are in an editorial meeting 
and uh, I act as the editor, and uh, the students act as the reporters, and they have to tell me, one, uh, exactly what uh, the story that they're working on now, who they're uh, going to use as sources, and then also uh, what ideas do they have moving forward. And really it's just sort of a a back and forth and uh, try to replicate, again, a, a newsroom environment as much as possible and uh just uh, the stories about alabama or the some of those are they national stories uh you know they hey they can write about little league baseball as far as the the most important thing is that they have access to the sources so i don't necessarily want them writing about alabama football i want them writing about you know the soccer team the women's soccer team which what is an amazing story and i know we need to effort yeah number one in the country we need to effort to get the uh uh, their coach on or a player and uh you're there go see her (laughs) i'll do that (laughs) lars you gotta ask him about running on the field after a game I will. I'll, I'll see if I maybe maybe we can make it happen uh, if uh, Alabama beats Auburn, and I, I'll try to be the one that stirs the pot and gets the kids to run onto the field <laughs> for the first time since ever. I can, I can see you leading them out. You have to paint, you have to paint your face up crimson. Yeah, I'll be carrying the flag. Yeah. Uh, yes, I love it. All right, man. Thank you. All right, see you guys tomorrow. All right, all right. Have Thanks a good day. Lars Anderson taking off. Matt Coulter at Studio AVX. I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to Jay Barker Show. We're live from AVX. Audio, video, excellence continues here in hour number two. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. 
Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. And again, Lars has gone on to uh, be a professor there at T-Town. He was down at our flagship station today, Tide 100.9 FM. And uh, we appreciate him being with us. And uh, when he's talking about running the kids onto the field, he's going to lead them out. Reminded me of the Bravehearts uh, scene uh, with the freedom speech. They'll never take our freedom, as uh, Mel Gibson yelled out. I get to see Lars all painted up and uh, ready to lead out the students uh, for a big win over the Auburn Tigers, he said, at the end of the year. I doubt that's going to happen, though. But, uh, Matt, I thought that was funny that he said I hope that. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, instead of the blue, he would have the crimson paint. Uh, you know. uh, that's really uh, probably not behavior encouraged by Alabama's faculty. But, uh, you know, you get what you get when you get Lars. Uh, Jay, <laughs> a couple of things I wanted to throw out your way, okay? Um, did you see the end of the Chargers-Broncos uh, game? Uh, I just... You know, a little bit of they yes. Won in I was, I was I actually editing. I was at Bomb Howard's because I was kind of in and out. Um, okay. I think we were leaving kind of right there at the end of the game. Well, the San Diego kicker would be your hero because he pulled a Jay Barker at Georgia. Um, Dustin Hopkins, you, he pulled his hammy. He said he heard it pop in hmm. pregame, <clears throat> yet he went on <clears throat> to kick, what, six field goals? I don't, uh, and then the game winner in overtime. But when they went to interview him, the first thing he said, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he was very humble. He was very blessed. And he held on to that throughout the interview. Just a very, very impressive young man. 
and you know, kicking under. I can't imagine kicking with a pulled hammy. Can you? I can't imagine no, doing no, a lot. No, not at all. Um, because a lot of that power, I mean, that's where it comes, you know, that from, from your hamstring, your quads as well, but just your entire leg. I mean, I, I can't imagine that. I, that's where I, I would need Aldo Greco on right now to explain that. <laughs> he would fall down afterwards and, uh, on the game winning kick, he fell down and he was kind of sitting on one of the Broncos players backs, Oh wow. uh, as everybody was celebrating. It's a really good picture, but I, I like it when guys step up like that. And he just seemed a very, uh, very warm, genuine, uh, humble man, and and serving the Lord. I thought that was very, very cool. All right, something yeah, else. Yeah, awesome. I'm just gonna throw a couple. Of cur- I'm gonna throw them at you. All right, um, yeah. Charles Barkley. Did you see the contract? Yeah, I mean, we actually, we, I read it yesterday coming in from a break, and uh, talked 100 million dollars over the next what 10 years, I think it is that he signed and worth every penny of that money. Um, you know, it's been pretty interesting to watch. I mean, we've seen him a lot, Matt commercials over the years, but I, I mean, I see him all the time now on the subway commercials or other things that he's doing, but he, he's just such a great character. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I mean, also great knowledge of the game, but what they have on that TNT, um, show is just, is phenomenal. The chemistry with all the guys that uh, they've been working together for, for a period of time now. And it's amazing how many years they've gone on. And, uh, but, but it, it really is probably one of the best, if not the best show out there. I know my kids watch it all the time. I know a lot of young people. I mean, it reaches so many different demographics and so many age groups that really relate to the show and enjoy watching it. And the NBA starts tonight, so Barkley will be back. They say because of the television contracts and how they may overlap and they may go to another network, whatever the case may be, that Barkley could end up making closer to $200 million, which which... Um, Begs me to ask the question. Um, we got a guy, and nothing against Brady, but he's not tested. We got a guy. What's he making? Three hundred and fifty million dollars, thirty-five a year, something like that. Um, and I guess it's because the NFL is more popular that you can't really measure out uh, equal NBA versus NFL as far as what you're paying your announcers. But uh, I don't think there's a more entertaining, uh, informed broadcaster. Uh, and, and you throw in uh, his humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll stop whatever I'm doing to listen to Charles Barkley. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and he's just a good dude. I mean, anytime he's back in town, he, he goes out uh, into the communities. You know, certain establishments are kind of his places to be, and uh, he talks to everybody. Um, I mean, he'll come in by himself and, you know, sit around and, and have conversations about anything. You know, and he just wants to be a regular guy. And uh, he's always been so nice to my family, to my kids. Uh, when they were really, really small, I mean, at that time, I think the twins were probably maybe one or two years old. Went to Baumhauer's there in Lee Branch and uh, went in to have dinner and had all the kids with me. He came over and, um, you know, started talking to us. And um, he had, was there with some friends. And he sat there with my kids for about five or ten minutes, just, you know, cutting up with the boys and stuff. And, I mean, they, they probably had no memory of it, but uh, they couldn't imagine how, you know, this large man was, you know, standing over them and talking to them. And but he just had such a great demeanor about him. And then we have, um, you know, stayed pretty close through a lot of stuff. He, he's actually called or texted me over the last uh, probably six to eight months and uh, just uh, checking in and just a, just a really good dude. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. Um, and when I've been around him and, and uh, you know, I'm not going to say we swap Christmas cards, but Barkley and I know each other. It all grew through his mother, who I adored, and he did too. But he's, he's a great guy. Try and pick up a tab around him. You'll get your hand slapped or worse. Uh, 
we've all heard these great stories, and, and it's not just one or two, where he'll be, and I know he, it's Fleming's he really, really, really likes to go to. He gets one of the back rooms. And if you've ever been in a back room with Barkley and some of his cronies, it's a blast. But he has uh, been known to pick up people's tabs and not even say a word and just walk. Didn't he do that with an entire table of prom kids from some high school so. here recently? Yeah, over I think the, so. Over the last couple of years. But um, and now he's, he's got the money to pick up our tabs too, Jay. <laughs> That's right. We're going to demand that he takes us out to a nice dinner next time he's in Birmingham. But, yeah, again, I mean, what a great story out of Leeds, Alabama. He goes to Auburn um, and has, you know, had such a, a fondness of Auburn for so many years. And, you know, but but yet he, he speaks very highly of Coach Saban. And remember that interview they did together where they sat in the uh, arena? And uh, he sat there and interviewed Coach Saban, and it could hardly fit uh, where they were yeah. sitting. But um, I, th- I think you know that's the thing that, about Barkley is that he's beloved by not just Auburn fans, but Alabama fans love him. I mean, all fans. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that's able to capture uh, the, the the affections of, of many, many people around the country that, you know, whether it's because he, he'll talk on golf, he'll talk on football, baseball, basketball, which is what he's the best at but still can, can give an opinion and talk about things in such a way. Now, look, he's got himself some hot water over the years and said things that most people could never get away with saying, but it's Charles. And that's kind of how it's always been. Oh, that's just Charles being Charles. Uh, but, but I think he, he's really done a better job of, of that, of, of having uh, the things that, that he said before that he, he's very careful about not making those kind of comments. And, uh, but more importantly, he's still funny. He's still uh, out there. He'll, he'll bring up a topic or discuss something and, Man, just watching those guys with, uh, you know, Shaq and Kenny and all, I mean, the, the laughter and the, the jokes they play on each other and the inside things that they're able to uh, talk about that, uh, you know, this kind of inside jokes between them, that they just get so tickled and laughing that it just makes it, it makes it fun, makes it entertaining to watch them and, and to see the interaction between all those guys. And that's the way it should be. And I get, you know, I'm not uh, throwing stuff at the television or anything. I'm not that aggravated about it, but a little bit. When they do the NCAA tournament, and they're kind of the B team, I wish they'd flop them because the other ones, and I wish I could remember them by name. Maybe they prefer that I not. Are are too? They're too uh, starch collared. You know, I like it. You know, it's fun. Have fun. And um, he's kind of the leader of that group. But Shaq and Kenny, and um, oh, good grief! Who's the anchor guy? I should know this. Ernie. Um, Ernie. Yeah. They're all. They're all high contributors to that show, and that makes it great. And one of, one of the reasons why Barkley's getting ten million plus a year. You know, he did hand it retirement, but I guess that money kind of changed his mind, huh, Jay? Yeah, and he kind of played the different networks too. I mean, he, he leveraged it very well. I don't know between him and his agent, and and uh, kind of getting some fear, I guess, that he might leave and go to another network. Uh, TNT stepped up. They, they got to be making so much money off that show. That's been one of the top shows over the last uh, over over a decade now. Uh, that they've been doing. Uh, what, what was the number you said Tom Brady's got coming up? It was like $250 million? I thought he's getting $350 million for 10 years. It might be. It's crazy. The, the, whatever the number is, it's absolutely crazy. But good for him. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, amazing. More than he makes as a quarterback. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be a lot less stress. Well, you know, there'll be some mental stress, I guess, keeping up with stuff, but not, not the, the physical pounding and stuff that uh, that you get as a quarterback. The thing about that, too, is, um, I mean, first of all, he'll be worth every penny, but it just shows you the amount of money in those TV contracts and what those networks are making as far as in advertising. And it, if you're a broadcaster out there and your, your, your thing is TV and 
you're coming up in it right now and uh you know you're you're a play-by-play guy or uh color analyst but especially the color analyst guys coming out of the nfl um i mean he, he just lifted all boats you know i mean the, the the ceiling rose because of tom brady i mean that that's going to affect everybody's pay um absolutely like tiger woods with golf you know yeah exactly um they can the the golf tours can never thank Tiger Woods enough for you talking about uh, you talking about raising the boats what fifteen feet um, yeah and that, you know, exactly that's what and they doing. should be, they should be thinking live as well uh, to a certain extent uh, you're correct but now the European tour is involved in all of this and uh, it's a we'll, we'll get into that after football season or as necessary. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll wrap up our number two, and uh, we'll look at some of the uh, big matchups coming up uh, this weekend in the SEC and around the country as well. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello. I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to... Tonight, the sky clear, the low at 31. And tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine. The afternoon high, very close to 60 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in Amazon Prime video to add a Black Friday game. It's 23 NFL, uh, 2023 NFL slate. And NFL will expand a Black Friday beginning next season. The league announced it on Tuesday today that uh, Amazon Prime video will stream a game on the day after Thanksgiving. This first Black Friday game will kick off at 3 p.m. Eastern time, so 2 o'clock here. November 23rd, 2023, the teams will be announced in May when the regular season schedule is expected to be released. Prime Video in its first season as the exclusive carrier of Thursday night football will expand to 16 games next season. Now, the package, which goes through 2033 season, averages $1.2 billion per season. But Amazon will pay between $50 million to $70 million per year for the additional game. The NFL owners passed a resolution during the league meetings in March that gave the league permission to schedule another short turnaround game the week of Thanksgiving. So uh, Mary uh, Donahue, uh, Marie Donahue, excuse me, Amazon's vice president of global sports video said discussions about a Black Friday game began while the original contract was being negotiated last year, but that it picked up more steam this year. Donahue said uh, Amazon would treat the game like one of the biggest of the season, given what that day already means to millions of Americans, how many of them interact with Amazon and what a strong presence Amazon has, and also the fact that there were no NFL games on that day we thought we could treat it like a Super Bowl, she said. So uh, we'll see how it all works out. But, yeah, Black Friday, uh, Amazon Prime getting in it with the uh, NFL. You know, that just continues what we were talking about before the break and how much money is in the viewing of sports. And, boy, what, you know, sometimes it's, it's really pretty simple. We get into these deep dives on how to market, how to use social media. But Amazon sponsoring, carrying a game on Black Friday you know, it's brilliant. It's simple, but it's absolutely brilliant. And, uh, man, are they going to get some viewership. And you know what? Everybody will be watching that game on the new TV they got at Best Buy earlier that day. Yeah, probably, or either on Amazon. 
uh, Prime that they get delivered to their house overnight. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But yeah, but you're right. I mean, and that's what I think a lot of the advertisers have seen. I mean, that's why, you know, for many years um, is why Talk Talk Radio did so well because it was right now listening. Um, You know, now with podcasts and everything else, it's a little bit different, um, you know, as far as where our business has gone. But when it comes to TV, if you're an advertiser, you want to be on live TV, and, and there's nothing better right now uh, because you know most of the stuff with this, the, the big shows and stuff are on HBO or Showtime or these other cable networks. But to get on the major networks or to get on uh, a place where you're going to have uh, again 11 point what six million that watched Alabama Tennessee to have your commercial play live during a break and not for the ability to skip through it, uh, but have to sit there and watch it as you're waiting for the game to begin again. I mean that's why sports has become so valuable for so many advertisers and why it's become such a great marketplace uh, for not only the, the team owners, but the players. Uh, and again, that's why we're seeing the trickle down of NIL for a lot of the uh, college students. Hey, Jay, before we wrap it up here, the Associated Press released their top 25 college basketball. North Carolina is a dominating number one. Uh, returning champs, Kansas, are five. Uh, Auburn is 15th, and Alabama is 20th. So I think really great stuff is on the horizon as far as SEC basketball, particularly basketball in this state. And I know that AK, he has got them loaded to go blazer crazy down on Birmingham Southside. But it did, uh, it prompted me to look up Alabama's schedule. They open with Longwood, the Longwood Lancers. Got to tell you, if I've heard of them, I don't remember. Uh, they're a small college in Farmville, Virginia. So there you go. But I wanted to look and, and note a couple of other things here. And it's one of the things that Nate Oates has done. I really, really like, I like scheduling good, tough opponents. Alabama plays Michigan state, Houston, Memphis, Gonzaga. Have I got this right? I may be looking at last year's. No. Hello. Does that sound right? All right, I'm getting my own self confused. Uh, You're confusing me <laughs> because they uh, they did play those. All right, now I've got to look it up. Make sure I just don't look like. Uh, hold hold the phone for me, Jay, while I look these up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, basketball. Hearing a lot of great I may things. Have just ended uh, the show. On the- hearing a lot of great things. Uh, I think it's Brandon Miller. I think that's that's it um, from some of the basketball guys. Uh, and uh, saying that this guy's going to be a one-and-done at Alabama. That's how talented he is. It'll be fun to watch that basketball. Hey, have a great uh, Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday edition. Thanks to Jonathan, all the folks there at Tide 100.9 FM. Thanks to Josh Smith, our producer of all things. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.